You're listening to Travel Talk Weekly with Rob and Carrie Stewart, travel experts, authors, and TV hosts. Join them every Tuesday as they take you to amazing destinations all over the globe. Whether it's cruising the seven seas, exploring Europe, or being pampered at an all-inclusive resort, Travel Talk Weekly is your passport to the world. Hello and welcome to Travel Talk Weekly. This is show number 54. That is show 54, not studio 54. Big difference. (laughs) A lot of you will not get that reference. That's okay. I'm doing it for me. Original air date for this show is October 20th, 2020, which is 10-20-2020. It is still very hot here in Florida, so we thought we would cool off with an episode all about snow skiing. To let you know how hot it still is down here in Florida in October, let me introduce you to my assistant. Hey Google, what's the temperature today? In St. Petersburg, it's currently 89 degrees. It feels like 95 due to humidity. This is the one-year anniversary of Travel Talk Weekly. As we were talking about possible topics for this show, one topic that keeps coming up this time of year is snow ski trips. I know, it is that time of year. If I say ski trips, people are like, oh, water ski. You know, this is snow skiing. Yeah, and whether you are like one of those you've never ever been and you're a beginner or you are the expert skier, you're going to learn what in our opinion is the best way to do a ski trip. Now, this year may be a little bit different in terms of when you can go, but this could be a future trip in maybe January or February or March, we hope. And if not, the following year. Although I will say that the company we're about to talk about, I just looked at their schedule and they're opening Thanksgiving week. Now we're not going to tell you who it is or where it is just yet. Yeah, but we don't know if we can fly there from the US. There is that one caveat. Hello, spoiler alert. (laughs) I know, right? Wow, I can't believe you did that. Here's a little backstory. A long time ago in a city far, far away, at least from St. Petersburg, I used to be a ski instructor. And by a long time ago, I mean over 30 years. Now, granted, it was a small place outside of St. Louis that I think they're calling it a resort now, but it's called Hidden Valley. But when learning to ski and teaching it as I did, it's not about how big the mountain is. It's all just about learning and perfecting and practicing the techniques that we taught. And I will say you have good ski technique. Well, thank you, my dear. (laughs) Now, when you and I first met, I was living in Salt Lake City, and our first date was, ironically, a ski trip. It was. I will say very ironic. We met in Orlando, but I was living in Tampa until the time we first met, which I will say was back in 2005, until I came to visit you in person in Utah. It was about two weeks, but we were literally on the phone every single day. I was sending you text messages. I was sending you, I was reaching out to you on Twitter and Facebook. No, we didn't have those things. (laughs) Oh, we did have text messaging, but you and I, you know what? (laughs) We were old fashioned. We actually picked up the phone and talked. I know that is that. See, now we're considered old school. So way to go. So at the time I owned an outdoor advertising company and I had a really bad partner that I said, you know, I just need a break. I'm getting out of here. And so our first date was a ski weekend in Alta, Utah. Now, I do know that some people out there call it Alta, but I'm going to go with Alta. I don't care how (laughs) someone else wants to pronounce the word. That word is Alta. It is Alta out in Utah, that's for sure. They're wrong. (laughs) And it's a great ski resort because it was relatively small and more intimate than the giant ones out there like Park City and Deer Valley and Snowbird, which it connected to, which was really cool. I still remember to go between the resorts at that time, you had to go all the way to the top. 
and just kind of cross over. And at the time, and I, I, I did not even do research before this, but at the time, Alta, you could only ski. Yeah, no snowboarding. And at Snowbird, you could snowboard. Wow, say that three times really fast. <laughs> and I just love the intimacy of Alta. I remember about halfway down the mountain, they had a they had like a chalet that you could rent and you would stay there for the whole week and they would use a snow cat and bring up your supplies for the week. So you, you could just ski down, ski in, ski out and never have to leave your little chalet. So fast forward a number of years and we both had changed careers and now we were travel advisors in a large franchise. And because of a chance meeting at a travel show, we were invited on an agent ski trip to Europe. And I could not have been more excited at the time. And that was our literally our second trip to Europe at that time. And because the first one was our honeymoon where we were cruising the Mediterranean. And we were so excited about this trip because it was with Club Med. And for those of you that may have heard of that name, you may be like, Club Med and skiing, huh? But you are very soon going to see why this is our go-to option for any ski trip over in Europe. I would say any ski trip in general. I would. Yeah, I know you're a big fan. I would much rather go to Europe and ski the Alps than to go to Colorado and Utah. No, no offense to your former stomping ground. <laughs> but I can't believe it was like six or seven years ago was the last time we were over there. And what got me thinking about them again is I just want to go back and they have a new place they're supposed to be announcing it's going to launch in December of 2021, which we'll, we'll talk about in a few minutes. And the big thing you may be thinking right now is, wow, why would I go ski in Europe when I can just do this in the United States, in Colorado or Utah? Which were our go-to places before. So it may surprise you to know that in most cases, traveling to Europe to ski can be less expensive than skiing here in the U.S. And all because of one thing, two words, all-inclusive, unless you consider that hyphenated and it's one word. I'm not sure about the semantics here, but let's just call it two words, all-inclusive. And you need to make sure you're finding the right all-inclusive, because European skiing can really add up if you don't do it right. I remember probably in the early 2000s, which, which is, you know, BK, before Carrie, or is it PK, pre-Carrie? I, I, I think you use PK more. PK, okay. I went on a trip with a club called the Tampa Bay Snow Skiers. I loved it because, you know, I was single at the time, but I got to ski with a whole bunch of really, really fun people. Now, I was kind of surprised to learn that some of the biggest snow ski clubs in the U.S. are located in Florida. You know, and it didn't make sense to me until you really explained it. Well, yeah, when you live fairly close, say within driving distance or maybe a very short flight to get to a ski resort, you really don't really think about a ski club. You don't need it. It's like you you and your buddies, you and your family, you and your you know friends, coworkers, like, yeah, let's go skiing. When you're way down here in Florida, it just makes more sense to go with a bigger group of people. The majority of the trips will go to either my home state of Colorado or where I lived after college, which was in Utah. So that's very popular for these it is. ski clubs here in Florida. The two most popular places, yeah. yeah. So I started skiing in Colorado in college. I went to the University of Missouri in Columbia, go Tigers. And well, I was there for three semesters before I kind of ran out of money. But even when I went back to St. Louis to finish my degree there at the St. Louis campus, we always chose Colorado resorts, Breckenridge, Vail, Keystone, A-Basin, all those places. So why? Because as college kids, we sure as heck weren't flying anywhere. Like I don't remember flying anywhere in that time frame of high school and college. Everything, Every place we went, we drove. And it really doesn't make sense if you're driving to go past Colorado just to get to Utah. <laughs> Even though the snow in Utah is better. They okay. say it oh, on their no, license no. plates. It's the greatest snow on earth. Yeah, that's, that is propaganda. <laughs> that is fake news. And I disagree. The only reason I liked Utah better 
was because you were there. But anyway, that brings us to the next part. Why ski in Europe? Four words. Four words now. Club Med, all-inclusive. It was two words earlier, or was it one word? We don't know. (laughs) So again, depending on if you hyphenate it. Yeah, and the hyphen does make all the difference, I say, let's just call it four, (laughs) all-inclusive. So Club Med, all-inclusive, the four most important words you need to know for this show. And saying that you skied the French Alps, the Swiss Alps, or the Italian Alps, that just sounds cool. Well, actually, any Alps sounds cool to me. All the little Alps. All the little Alps. (laughs) Now, we have skied the French Alps. We've talked about that before, but yeah, we need to hit the Swiss Alps. I want to go on the Matterhorn, like over in Zermatt, Switzerland and stuff. Or Zermatt. Not the one at Disney? Not the one at Disney, but it looks just like Disneyland could be fun (laughs) in the Matterhorn. So we we skied at Valmoral, La Plana, and very, very famous Chamonix. And we spent a few days at each of those locations. And again, the best part we already alluded to. All-inclusive, everything you need. And that's what makes the difference. So on a regular ski trip, which I used to do a ton of those, and I'm talking about a traditional one, you know, Colorado and Utah, there are so many expenses that people don't think about. Not just the cost of getting there and where to stay, but all of the extras. Yeah, there are a lot of extras. We're talking equipment rental, if you don't have your own, lift tickets, and lessons, which I highly recommend. And trust me, everyone needs them, even as a former instructor, I had not skied in years, so even I took a few lessons when we were skiing over in the French Alps. Yeah, now, and then on top of that, add your food and your drinks, and trust me, when you were skiing at a resort in Colorado or Utah, you were paying Disney pricing for food and drinks, actually, if not more. I actually, I call it mountain pricing. Yeah, because you grew up out there. I call it professional sports stadium pricing, (laughs) because I grew up in St. Louis. And why? They've got a captive audience, so where else can you go? That's especially true when eating and drinking on the mountain. These resorts have either mid-mountain or top-of-the-mountain restaurants and bars, and they are really expensive. Yeah, definitely more expensive than those locally-owned places at the base of the mountain. Yes, après-ski, which is French for after your ski. Please, come over and drink. Yeah, it's like happy hour. Okay, was that Spanish or... I don't know. I don't know what that was. (laughs) Wee wee, come have a drink with me. Yeah, again, it means happy hour after you've been skiing all day. Yeah, so with Club Med, so much is included. Your lodging, of course, but also your lift tickets. And if you're not familiar with that term, it is your ticket to get on the mountain. Just like when you go to a Disney theme park, you need a theme park ticket. Plus... Your ski lessons are included with Club Med, and these are group lessons, and they actually schedule it out. So it's planned where you arrive like on a Sunday, and then you have kind of a progressive schedule of your lessons. So you do want to time that out, and you are in a lesson with skiers of the same level. So like you and I would not be in the same group. That is correct. Yeah. And yeah. So I really, I think it's really good. And it's not like all day. It's just part of the day. And this is pretty much based on a a seven-day ski trip package because that way all the people in your group are starting a lesson the same day. And they'll do a lesson for a couple hours and then it's free skiing. Then you meet again tomorrow. So again, that way a beginner is not with an advanced skier in the same group. So what else is included? And this is the big one. All of your food and drinks, including alcohol. And for you snowboarders, if you're not a skier, and I know a lot more people are going towards snowboarding. Guess what? Lessons are for you too. And a big thing, you are over in Europe, you're in a foreign country, but this, the instructors speak English. So I think that's pretty cool. And when it comes to, you know, the food and 
drinks we talked about. It's not just like burgers and beer. At Club Med, it's gourmet meals and a premium open bar. One of the best features about Club Med is the number of all-inclusive resorts that they have to choose from. And it is actually, there are 17. So your family can definitely find the best one. Now they have 14 in France. So obviously the French Alps are very, very popular for them. I I tried, I know, I was trying to do the the French accent. And then you have two in Italy and there is one in Switzerland. Personally, I want to go to like Pregelato in Italy. That's one of the places in Italy. That's that's something we had planned on doing or at least put on our to-do list and we haven't done that yet. So I think we can do that maybe. Maybe we do it next season. Maybe we do it next season. Yeah, Yeah, I don't think we'll do it this season. We'll talk pricing here in a bit, but let's talk about one of the best features. Again, not just the all-inclusive part of it. And that is the fact that your lodging, your accommodations are ski in, ski out. Now, what is that? (laughs) Very good question, (laughs) Miss Carrie. So what that means is that you don't have to carry your skis, you know, from your lodge and sometimes hundreds of yards just to get onto the snow. Yeah, big, big difference. And the other thing is a lot of these ski towns, they have buses. So you hop on the bus and you still need to lug your skis around. This was one of my favorite features with Club Med. I remember we, we had done that in Utah. Yes, we, we take, did. We take a few times. And on the side of the bus or sometimes the front, they would have like a ski rack. And you would put your, you know, walk in your ski boots, put the skis in the rack, and then jump in the bus. And when you get off, have to grab the skis and still walk before you even put the skis on and are able to be on the snow. So it means you step into your skis right from the Club Med Resort and just ski away. The same thing at the end of the day or anytime you might want to just take a break, you just ski right up to the lodge. And that is probably one of, if not the biggest overlooked features is that a lot of times, again, you know, I can say here from Florida, even from St. Louis is, you know, we always called it skiing out west. Now you can ski in the northeast if you have a really sharp edge on your skis and you can navigate ice because the Northeast <laughs> right? is known for ice skiing <laughs> kind of for the most part. If you want ski in, ski out at some place like, you know, Vale or Breckridge or Park City, you know, Deer Valley, that is going to be very, very expensive. Yeah, it definitely adds up. I feel like I keep saying the biggest thing, but one thing I'm really excited about is that next year you can get the Club Med all-inclusive skiing experience here in North America. And that is the opening of Club Med Quebec Charlevoix. It is scheduled to be opening December of 2021 and will be the only all-inclusive ski resort in North America. And in case you don't know, we're in North America. Yeah, because it's in Canada. Yes. <laughs> now, the best part, you can book it really, really soon. And the best part is you can book it right now if you want to put a group together. Individual reservations will hopefully open up very soon, but I say why don't we put a group together? If we put a group of people together to ski, and I I would like to be there close to the opening, which is December of next year. Granted, we're going to New Zealand at the end of the month, so hopefully they would open it at the beginning. If not, we'd have to do it Yeah, if not, I would do it. I think February would be a great time to do a ski trip. So that I guarantee, either in late 21 or early 22, we will have a group. We'll get some of our agents, some of our friends, some of you that are listening right now, we'll do a big group and we will have a blast. But here's the big question you might be asking yourself, what if I've never skied before? What do you even need? Well, we've got you covered. Now, if you've never been, I do not recommend buying any equipment, not clothing, but equipment, until you know that you actually like it and want to do it again. Yeah, at the very least, make sure you have the right ski clothing because that's a little more unique to the individual. And here's a quick checklist. You want ski socks. And yes, that is a thing. And it mostly means warm and moisture wicking. And here's the story behind that. We had gone 
on our club med trip, our luggage got delayed by a day and I had to ski in regular like black, like business socks. And that was my first time ever, you know, skiing in those type of socks. And it was miserable. (laughs) It made a huge difference. Yeah. The second thing is you want ski pants and a jacket. I think that's pretty much a given. Well, yeah, of course. Yeah. And then of course, some really, really good gloves and a hat again, made for skiing and ski goggles. And ski goggles make a difference because if it's really bright and white out, the right ski goggles will have a good filter on them. So it kind of makes the snow a little easier to see and not so flat. Now, if it's sunny, I wear sunglasses. Yes, you do. You have some nice Oakleys. I used to use Ray-Bans, but yeah, polarized. You definitely want polarized sunglasses if you're going to be skiing in the sun. Now, this next thing on the on the list, and this, I will say, is new to me, and that's a helmet. And it shouldn't be that new to you. This has been a thing for years. That's no, how no, long it's I, been no. since we had been over to but Europe. But <laughs> when I was skiing, whether I was teaching or skiing with my friends and my buddies, we never wore helmets. Then again, growing up riding a bike, I never wore a helmet either. Actually, it may explain a few things. But yes, you will need a helmet. And actually, you don't need to buy one. They do rent them. Wait, are they mandatory now? They are in a lot yeah, of the ski resorts. I'm not a big fan of that. I know, but it's safety first. No, it's not. It's fashion first. Have you seen my clothes? And speaking of that, my favorite clothing brand is a brand called Spider, and that is spelled with a Y. And as far as ski clothes, it's what I own now, and it's what I've always worn. Like since the late 80s, the only clothing that I've skied in has been Spider. And we will put a link to their site in the description. This is not an affiliate link. It's just my favorite brand, and I would love to promote them. There are probably some of you that have skied in the past, and you do have your own equipment. But with ski technology changing as fast as it does, you really don't need to bring your own skis. And I recommend that you don't buy your own skis unless you are going to ski a lot, meaning at least a few weeks every single season. Because from the last time I skied in the early 90s until I went again with you in 05, had changed dramatically. It was like going from the, using an airplane reference, it was like going from the propeller planes to the jets. My skis were very long. If you know what they are, they, my, I used to ski on 200s. I used to teach on 200s, but I would ski 210s mostly. If you don't know what that means, that's okay. But now they are shorter. Usually I ski on 170s or 180s now because they're shorter and elliptical and really, really easy to turn. To make my longer skis turn, I really had to crank it. And again, that's probably not going to make sense to a lot of people. Then again, when I was teaching back in the day, I had a sponsor that paid for my skis, and that was Blizzard. And actually, I still have those. They're in storage. I don't use them, but I can't get rid of them. And, and <laughs> why can't you get rid of them? Because they were, I don't know, it's like a part of my <laughs> ski history. And it's so funny because it looks like, if you look at it, it looks like it's Blizzard, but it, it is Blizzard. I totally would have pronounced it Blizzard. But yeah, skis are also a pain to travel with and just to go around with. So it's actually always kind of nice to have the latest ski models, which you can get if you just do a rental. And they have so many different levels. So whether you're a beginner or an expert, you have a little more flexibility. So don't worry about buying skis. I do not want to have to lug skis around. I mean, like getting through the airport and, you know, checking them. And when you're checking your skis, you have to go to a special place to get them, not with your regular luggage. Yeah, it definitely adds some unnecessary elements to your travel. Now, here's what you absolutely do need. Again, not for your first time, but if you like this and you're going to go back and yeah, keep skiing. Yeah, if you're an experienced skier and you want to keep going. Or even if you go once and say, yeah, I'm going to make this a thing. You will want your own boots. And ours have custom heat molded footbeds and they feel even better after you break them in because they mold to your feet and you don't want to have any room. 
Ski boots are meant to be tight because when you're going to turn your ski, which is something I used to teach, you don't want to have any movement in your foot. You want your foot, as soon as you move it, to press the boot on whichever way you're trying to do it so you have an instant reaction. If you know, if some people think, I want them to fit like my shoes and I want them to be a little loose, that will definitely hamper you in your ski venture. Now, if you're a family and you're thinking, okay, we want to take the family skiing, but you know, maybe some of the family doesn't want to ski, what do you do? Well, if you don't want to ski, there is still plenty to do at all the Club Med resorts. You can relax at the spa. You can enjoy having a drink by the fire while you wait for the family. There's all sorts of things. They even have children's clubs and special lessons for kids between the ages of 4 and 17. So there are ski lessons, snowboard lessons. You can go snowshoeing, Nordic walking, which to me just means you're walking in the snow. I no, mean, you, what does that really mean? You're just walking around in you the You are, snow? or you may have snowshoes on. There is that. No, that was the one we just said. Snowshoeing and Nordic walking Oh, yeah. Different. What is the difference? You can also go fat bike riding where you can try to ride a bike with really fat tires through the snow. And you can even go snowmobiling. Yeah, so many different options. And so you don't have to have all skiers in your family to enjoy this. If you're excited by what you've heard so far, pay attention to this. I have seen pricing as low as $172 per night per adult. That is freaking crazy. That is unbelievable. That's about $350 per night for everything that we just mentioned in this show. The lodging, the lessons, the meals, all those things, the lift tickets, everything included. You cannot ski to my knowledge. I could be wrong. haven't done it for a while. You cannot do anything like that anywhere in North America for a price that is that inexpensive. At Val Thurin's, Sensations in France would only be $1,200 per person. And really, this is a crazy good price. A week of skiing. And it includes taxes and gratuity. So it truly is all-inclusive. So who is ready to add that skiing trip in the Alps on your vacation list? Well, I'm first on that list. Uh, You can't see this, but I did raise my (laughs) hand. You did. Reach out to us or one of our amazing Creating Magic Vacation travel advisors to help you book your all-inclusive ski vacation with Club Med. And I'm going to leave you with this quote. The world is a book, and those who do not travel read only a page. And remember this, it's never too late to start exploring.